Good morning, all listeners. It is Saturday, January the 8th, 2022. It's our second pod of the new year, and this is episode 114 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. I'm Boogie! And I am the Baron. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a fabulous college basketball slate of games to go over with you today. Boogie and I capped all night and all morning and are going to give you our sweet 16 plays for today. That's right, everybody. 16 games that Boogie and I are going to give out. And we got two bonus NFL picks, Boogie, as we have two NFL games today. How are you doing on this wonderful Saturday? Man, I am doing awesome today. Looking forward to a lot of winners out there. Looking forward to spreading the wealth, spreading the knowledge, and capping some of these great games with all of y'all. Love college basketball. It is that time of year. We got conference play. It's Saturday. There's a huge slate. I love this time of year, Boogie. You get college basketball on Saturday, sprinkling a couple of NFL games with playoff implications. Tomorrow for episode 115, we have the NFL last week of the regular season. And then Monday, we have the national championship game in college football. Best time of the year. I love it, man. I'm so excited. I hope you guys uh, tailed me on Sunday for episode 113. Baron, perhaps his best record of the season, 11-5, and baby. Good job, my friend. Good job, my friend. We dug in on Sunday. Really kicked some ass there. I got you back on those drink bets. You had me six to two uh, <laughs> the week before. I got six to two on you on Sunday. So we're evened out. We're sober. We're ready to go. Not ready. We are prepared. Oh, I'm so prepared. We we dug into these games last night. We had about a 30-game slate that we went through with a fine-tooth comb. We shot for the best lines. We looked for good numbers. I we're all over this. College basketball is our MO. I can't wait till March, my friend. We got two more months of regular season college hoops. Then we'll have conference tournaments and March Madness in Vegas, baby. I can't wait. Man, it's gonna be awesome. Can't wait. We uh, are ready to go and uh, let's uh, shout them out. Let's shout out some games. Keep in mind, everybody, with pens and pads out there, this Saturday, right now, we are giving the Sweet 16. Boogie and I, Sweet Sweet 16 is what we're, we're tagging it as, 16 winners, and it all starts with a Big Ten battle at University Park in Pennsylvania at Penn State as they host number three, Purdue. Purdue coming in number three in the country, 12-2. and two. Rough start to Big Ten play, though. One and two in the Big Ten. Penn State, my brother, has surprised some people here. They've played some really gritty basketball. They've won a couple in a row, uh, beating Northwestern and Indiana, respectively. Purdue is coming off a shocking home loss to Wisconsin, 74-69. A lot of people think this is a bounce-back spot for Penn State, who's laying, or I'm sorry, for Purdue, who's laying 10 points on the road. That's a lot of points for a team that's 7-7 seven and seven against the number this year. Ten's too many, and tell them why, Boogie. I mean, Penn State has been, you know, not the greatest year right now at 7-5. and five. They have an impressive win, though, over this Indiana team that uh, is going to be really good come March. They're really good now. But Penn State at home getting 10 points from this Purdue Boilermaker team that is uh, so far elite, but yes, like you said, they're only 1-2 and two so far in the Big Ten. Uh, give me the 10 points. 
Penn State should keep it close. Purdue pulls out uh, late the end. Give me Penn State plus the points. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, that's our first game for you guys. Penn State getting ten. We love home underdogs. This is a really good live home underdog here. Good defense. Yeah, they play good defense. Only giving up sixty five points a game. A little bit less than Purdue. Now Purdue, granted, they score a lot of points and they've killed a lot of teams this year. But Penn State being at home on a Saturday, I'll take the uh, the Penn State Nittany Lions plus the ten. That's going to be our first of our sixteen. Number two and three of our 16 is going to be out of the same game. This is going to be our only two-way play of the day for you guys. So, the St. John's Red Storm. They come into today's contest at Providence here. This game can be seen at 9 o'clock on FS1. 9-3 St. John's. They are 1-0 in the Big East. They travel to Providence today to take on the Friars, number 16 in the country. 13-2, 3-1 in conference play. Coming off a 32-point loss at Marquette earlier this week. St. John's played earlier this week as well, defeating DePaul at home by five. I love this bounce-back spot for Providence here, Boogie. Um, they do a great job. They play defense, and St. John's does not. So uh, you got Providence only giving up 62.9 a game. St. John's gives up over 70. I like Providence to really run their tempo here and uh, be able to score on the Johnnies today as we have a two-way play on Providence in a total as well. Yeah, I like Providence today. St. John's' defense, not great. Uh, they did uh, start out the, the Big East 1-0. Uh, impressive win the other night. Uh, however, Providence at home today is going to get their way. Uh, scoring a lot of points today. That total is 146.5 currently. Uh, I'm looking at the over in this game. Uh, give me the over, and I'm going to take Providence in a cover, minus 3, minus $1.20. Yep, minus 3 for Providence, minus $1.20, 146 minus $1.20. As you guys all know, we never have a .5 on our any of our bets. Got hooked too many times over the years. It's worth the 10 cent buy. Providence minus 3. And the over 146 for a two-way early in the morning here. Providence in a high-scoring game runs away with it at the end. Our fourth pick of the day also is an early morning contest here. 9 a.m. on ESPN New. We travel to Memorial Gymnasium in Nashville, Tennessee for an SEC battle. South Carolina coming in at 9-4, 0-1 in the conference. They played Auburn last week at home and got smashed 81-66. Vanderbilt 9-4 behind Scottie Pippen's son, Scottie Pippen Jr. Their leading score, 18.4 a game, 43.5% from the field, 71% from the free throw line. Look out for him. He's an NBA player. 9-4, 1-0 at home. Vandy is a very, very tough place to play, Boogie. The... Uh, it's kind of like a stage. Their uh, their court. Oh man, it's awesome. Yeah, their their court's like a stage. The bench is below it, so you're watching it at foot level. Vandy's actually coming off some impressive wins here, Boog. They uh they beat BYU a couple days before Christmas. They actually won at Arkansas earlier this week. Vandy, very impressive to start the year. Vandy's a seven-point favorite at home. We're loving the Commodores as a home favorite here laying seven. Love Vanderbilt today. Uh, very impressed with this team so far. South Carolina, not a very good team. Uh, they will have to travel to Vanderbilt in that raucous crowd. Give me Vanderbilt laying the seven points. 
Vandy minus seven, raucous crowd, fun place to play. That'll be a game that I'll have on on my computer here today while we're doing our thing. I, I'm really liking Vandy today, laying that seven for sure at home. Number five, the number five pick for Boogie and the Baron here on episode 114. We're going down to College Station. Reed Arena, 10 a.m. SEC Network. An SEC battle between the Arkansas Razorbacks and the Texas A&M Aggies. Te- Arkansas's coming in at 10-4, and four, but Arkansas's kind of fading a little bit, Boogie. They've lost four of their last five. Losses against Oklahoma, Hofstra, Mississippi State, and Vandy. Their only win in the last month has been against Elon. Te- Elon. Texas A&M's on a nice little roll. Texas A&M is 12-2. and two. 1-0 in conference play. They beat Georgia on the road by two. Always tough to win on the road in conference. And uh, they took care of Georgia 81-79 earlier this week. So Texas A&M, 12-2, 1-0 in conference. These guys, you and I both love teams that play defense. Absolutely. A&M has only given up 62 points a contest. Arkansas giving up over 70. They're at home. It's only a pick em. Our fifth pick of the day is going to be the Texas A&M Aggies to win this game. Texas A&M at a pick them. I mean, I can't go anywhere else but the home team here. Uh, A&M, very impressive so far at 12-2. and two. Uh, If we talk about ATSs here, Arkansas is 1-4 in their last five games overall, as we spoke about. 0-7 against the spread in their last seven Saturday games. Um, but you know what? A&M also not very good either against the spread. 0-4. Their last four games following a win and three and nine against the spread in their last 12 home games. However, this AM team, though, is at home. It's a Saturday. They're looking forward to seeing uh, a nice crowd here. Give me the uh, pick them here. AM should cover this spread easily, obviously, since it's just a win and you're, you're covering. AM at a PK at home. It's going to be a raucous crowd. Very fun place to play as well if you guys haven't been down to Reed Arena. Very, very big-time home court advantage there. We are finally, Boogie, going with our first road team on our sheet here. Pick number six for Boogie and the Baron today. We go to Stillwater, Oklahoma State hosting Texas. Texas is the 14th-ranked team in the country. They're 12-2, 2-0 in the Big 12 with wins over West Virginia and Kansas State, both by double digits. Very impressive so far. Texas, Shaka Smart, really taking control of this Texas team, loaded with transfers. I mean, they got a lot of studs. You got Marcus Carr there. You got Timmy Allen, you know, man in the middle there. I mean, they got a really good team. Courtney Ramey is still there. They are absolutely loaded. Oklahoma State, for those of you that don't know, Oklahoma State is actually ineligible for March Madness this year. So they've been an auto fade for me all year. They're coming off of two really tough home games, playing Houston and Kansas. Houston, uh, back on the 18th, beat them by 9, or I'm sorry, by 11, and Kansas also beat them by 11. I put Texas right up there with Houston and Kansas in regards to how they play defense. Texas has only given up 52 points a game. They lock you down. It is difficult to score, and it's not like Oklahoma State's lighting up the scoreboard by any means. We are all over Texas here, minus two, minus a dollar twenty. I mean, we have a great uh, matchup here. 
But this Oklahoma State team, like you had said before, it's going to be a down year for them. They're not going to be eligible for the tournament. Texas has got a great defense. They're playing, yes, on the road, uh, but they are the more balanced team. Uh, Oklahoma State uh, is not doing very well this year. Already five losses. Uh, Texas, lay the three points. This should be an easy cover for me. Give me Texas, lay the three. The way that Texas plays defense is what really does it for me and what I look for in a, in a March Madness run. You know, for them to score 20 more points a game than they give up, that's what I look for. Shaka Smart, tournament experience, took VCU to the Final Four years ago. Now, man in this Texas roster that's loaded with talent and a good Big 12 uh, they'll challenge Kansas. I'm excited for Texas versus Kansas later on this season. Texas also winners of six in a row. And, Boogie, the one thing I like about defense is that it travels. <clears throat> Playing defense on the road, yeah, you can have an off-shooting night. But when you play defense the way Texas does, you can win anywhere. Absolutely. Texas, um, just so you guys know, <clears throat> it's two and a half. William Hill, we got a line. So it's two minus 120 instead of three. So make sure you get two. Uh, you in-play betters, if they go down, hammer that money line. Texas comes out with a road win today in the Big 12. We travel now to Piscataway, Boogie, close to your hometown. Piscataway, New Jersey. We're going up to Piscataway, New Jersey, the Jersey Mike's Arena. <laughs> Rutgers and Nebraska. This is our seventh of our 16 picks here for you guys in college basketball today. Nebraska-Rutgers, a Big Ten battle here. So, to break down this game, the Cornhuskers, 6-9, uh, 0-4 in the Big Ten right now. Losses to Auburn, Kansas State, Ohio State in overtime, and Michigan State. However, Nebraska's been very competitive in these games, Boog. Yes. You know, they lost to Kansas State by nine. The overtime loss to Ohio State. 12-point loss at Michigan State, a game which they were leading most of the game. Nebraska, very even keel kind of team. Gives up in the mid-70s, scores in the mid-70s. They have a very easy pace. They have Alonzo Verge Jr., who is a transfer from Arizona State. He was Remy Martin's running mate last year. He's leading the team in assists with six assists a game. The uh, the Scarlet Knights have had a decent year. They're eight and five, two and one in conference. They're coming off a really really big win at home against Michigan earlier this week. Um, they've won four or five. They also beat Purdue earlier in the season at home on a buzzer beater. Impressive. Uh, that was a great buzzer beater. By yeah, the way. exactly. Half court, I believe. Uh, Ron Harper Jr. Yep. He's must see TV NBA player, but. I don't know if I trust Rutgers enough to lay this kind of number with them, which leads us to our next pick. Nebraska, who's been very competitive this year, they're going to be fighting hard to try to get that first conference win starting 0-4 in the Big Ten. So eight points in our pocket with the Cornhuskers. It looked pretty sexy to us. Absolutely. You know, the Cornhuskers are 9-3 against the spread their last 12 games versus Rutgers and 6-3 and yeah. against the spread their last nine games versus a Big Ten opponent. The Knights on the other side are 4-9 against the spread their last 13 games. Uh, impressed decent, 4-2 against the spread their last six yeah. games versus Big Ten opponents. Those two big wins against Michigan. Uh, Purdue, again, a buzzer beater, but very impressive yeah. uh, to be able to hang with Purdue, a top three team. 
Uh, and Michigan, we're still trying to figure out if this team's even going to make the tournament this year. Uh, we we just don't know what's going on over there in that in that uh, Michigan Big House this year. Uh, they are having a kind of a weird weird season right now. Very true. But this Nebraska team, as we have been talking about it, they stay competitive. They're in those seventies. They're catching enough points, I think, that they can definitely stay within the points. I'll take Nebraska. Give me Nebraska plus seven and a half. Maybe uh, buy it to eight if you got, got it. I got eight. William Hill, no need to buy. Okay, no need to buy. Give me eight. Nebraska catching eight is our seventh pick. This is the first team that we've given out that's allowed points in the seventies. I was liking our trend here, Boogie, of the points per game allowed. Listen to this: Penn State sixty-five point six, Providence sixty-two point nine, Vandy sixty-one point seven. A&M, 62.4. Texas, 52.3. Do we love teams that play defense or what? teams that play defense. Now, granted, Nebraska giving up 77, also scoring in the 70s, though, as well. This is more of a trend. Um, I like this spot. Don't like Rutgers laying that many points. Also, great trend of Nebraska covering nine of the last 12 against Rutgers. I like that to continue today. Always roll with the trend, not against it. Nebraska plus eight is our seventh pick. Boogie, we're halfway home and we are giving out a second road team. Always got to be careful and selective when giving out road teams in college basketball conference play. Definitely. Fluky things can happen anytime, but when I do give out this, I like giving up. Te- I like giving out dominating type teams against bad teams, and this is what we have here today. SEC Network twelve thirty. We have an SEC battle between number fifteen Alabama and Missouri. Missouri is hosting. They're at home. They are six and seven, zero oh and one in the Big Twelve. I'm sorry, in the SEC. My apologies. Zero oh and one in the SEC this year. They played Kentucky. Now. They haven't played since the 29th of December, so they have not played this year yet. They played Kentucky, and they lost 83-56. They lost to Illinois by a ton. They lost to Kansas by a ton. Their only win in the last month was against Utah, who they lost to Washington the other night. Utah's not all that great. Um, Missouri beat Utah on the 18th of December. That was their only win in the last month. Alabama... They're starting to hit their stride. Um, a definite Final Four type of team here. If you remember correctly, Boogie, last March Madness, we rode them pretty far. They had an overtime loss to UCLA in the Sweet 16, and um, that was where they were ousted. But, man, Shackelford, Ellis, Quinterly, I mean, these guys are loaded, Alabama. I mean, they score at will, too. One of the top 10 teams in the nation in scoring. 82 a game. Only giving up 72. That's a little more than what we usually back. But this Missouri team is not very good, Boogie. They're only scoring 66 a game, and they're giving up over 70. Um, This is going to be a team that's going to get beat up on all year in the SEC. You're looking at maybe potentially the SEC champion and the best team in the SEC, Alabama, against the worst team in the SEC, Missouri. I think this can get ugly. And the line tells you it's going to be ugly. 13.5-point road favorites here. I mean, that's unheard of in college basketball. On the road, I mean, Alabama haven't been covering lately. Uh, They did cover, though, against Florida. 
They did. They crushed Florida the other day. They did. Uh, their last three losses, though, for uh, these Tigers of Missouri, Kansas, Illinois, and Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky, they were down by, I believe, 17 at the half, wound up losing by 27. Yeah. Uh, this Missouri team has not scored more than 65 points uh, over their last, uh, I believe, last five or six games. I'm just taking the straight up Alabama minus 13 and a half. Run to the window on this game. Alabama will cover, destroy Missouri. They have no no offense on this Missouri team this year. Uh, give me Alabama, lay the 13 and a half. Alabama all day. This could be a big win for Alabama. Make sure you guys get 13 out there too, minus a dollar 20. Any whatever you guys are using, if you're betting with a bookie, if you're out here in Vegas, or if you're somewhere around the country listening, and you have DraftKings or FanDuel or Offshore, whatever. Make sure you get 13. Never get hooked. Um, Alabama big though. I mean, this is a game that Alabama is probably going to score. I think 80. In the 80s, and I think Missouri's going to struggle to get to 60. They probably will not score 65. Yeah, I mean, not going to get to 65. 85-65 is kind of what this game's kind of looking like. Alabama big in this game. Scored 56 against Kentucky last game. Jeez. 63 against Illinois. They did score. Uh, they did beat Utah. Uh, 83 to 75 on December 18th. Mm -hmm. uh, they got crushed by Kansas, 102 to 65. Back oh on December eleventh, uh, they lost also uh, to Liberty. Liberty beat them sixty-six to forty-five. This team is not very good. No, Missouri's not good, and they're going to get rolled today. Roll Tide, roll Tide, roll Tide. Absolutely, fifteen plus point win here. Um, we are halfway through our picks, and we're halfway through our pod, which is great. It's eight o'clock, so these games are starting in about an hour. We're moving on to pick number nine. We have a very interesting game here as we actually transition to into afternoon games slash evening games for you East Coasters out there. Three o'clock on ESPNU, Oklahoma is hosting Iowa State. Now, Oklahoma's won me some money this year. They've actually been very impressive. 11-3, um, 1-1 and three, one and one in conference. They got Tanner Groves, the transfer from um, Eastern Washington. A lot of you saw him in the tournament last year. And Jordan Goldwire, transfer from Duke. Um, if you guys haven't seen Isaiah Brockington play for Iowa State, he's must-see TV. That guy's good. 17-8 and eight boards a game, Isaiah Brockington. And he's a guard. He just gets after you both ways. He's going to be a great two-way player in the NBA. Oklahoma's unranked. They're 11-3. They're 1-1 in the Big 12. Iowa State is the 11th-ranked team in the country. They finally lost a game on New Year's Day against Baylor, a 77-72 game, though. Iowa State played Baylor really tough. They are a tough-nosed, gritty team. Earlier this week, they defeated Texas Tech 51-47. Man, you want to talk about defense, Boogie? 46 or 56.9 points per game allowed. Iowa State locks you up defensively. Oklahoma does a pretty good job playing defense as well, only giving up 62 a night. But I'll tell you what, if you're if you're giving up less than 60 a game in D1 college basketball, you're doing something right. These guys play lockdown defense. We have a we have a uh a mutual opponent, too, as Oklahoma earlier this week lost at Baylor by 10. So they actually played Baylor pretty good, too. 
This is a very even matchup, in my opinion. Um, I think this game could go either way when it comes to who's going to win the game. So the fact that Iowa State is catching six points, uh, Boogie and I, all over the Cyclones getting these points. right. Yeah, I just don't understand how Iowa State's getting so many points. This team not only is ranked 11th, TJ Otzelberger, what a coach this guy is doing right now. Unreal. Uh, this guy can coach. It you know it just didn't under don't understand what happens, but he is the former coach of UNLV. Yeah, uh, takes over Iowa State. Uh, you know, and it's unfortunate that uh, UNLV is hiring all these coaches. They they hire Texas's uh, Texas Tech Tech uh, Chris Beard. Yeah. Uh, then we wind up going trying to go after uh, another guy. They get T.J. Otzelberger. Otzelberger is pretty much one and done. Mm-hmm. He leaves, and now he's at this Iowa State. Uh, Great program that he has built. This Iowa State team was horrible before he got there. So it just goes to show how much coaching can get into a lot of these teams and the players that he can bring in and coach. Um, Iowa State, impressive, 13-1 and here. Uh, I think they have a good shot to win this game outright on the road. Uh, It is tough to win on the road in college basketball, as we had talked about. So when you are catching six points and there's a possibility that you can win this game outright – Grab the points and run to the window. Give me Iowa State plus six. All day long, my friend. That's 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 kind of been our um, our motto with college basketball and any sport in general. If you're if you think this team can win a game money line and you're getting points, then that's that's the best dog you can ask for. Um, this is Iowa State's only second road game of the season. Um, they did travel to Creighton on December 4th and won 64-58. to 58. So Iowa State, only the second road game. I think that's probably why the line is kind of inflated. Um, Vegas is not looking for Iowa State to be able to go on the road and, and handle a raucous crowd. Oklahoma is a very tough place to play. But like I said, I think this is one of the games of the day. I think this is a classic Big 12 team. And, and like you said, Boogie, shout out to TJ Osselberger. Iowa State only two wins last year. Yeah. Now sitting at 13-1. and one, Number 11? Come I mean, on. They've been great. You know, they didn't – I'll tell you, the, the AP poll, they did not penalize them very much for a five-point home loss to Baylor. That loss is not going to kill them. A win against Texas Tech helps their resume. A win here also helps their resume. So, I think I – like, I like Iowa State to compete – Play some good defense. Make it a little rock fight. And Iowa State plus the six is going to be our ninth play. Our tenth play, man, Boogie, I never like to go against my favorite teams. It's not something I usually do. But this is just a spot where just too many points. This is, this line jumped out at me. And it, it's it's crazy that the amount of points that Kentucky's spotting today. We watched Kentucky out here in Vegas a few weeks back before Christmas, and I'll tell you what, they were very impressive, beating North Carolina by 30 points. Um, they're 1-1 one one in conference. They're 11-3 overall, number 16 in the country. Uh, Coach Cal got himself a good team this year, very balanced. Oscar Tashiboy leading the league in rebounding, best in the nation, 15. He's 15-15, 15, 15 points, 15 boards. Severe Wheeler leading the country in assists. So they've got some guys. Um Georgia, not so good this year whatsoever. They've lost four or five. Their only win is a six-point win at home against Western Carolina. They got losses against George Mason, East Tennessee State, and Gardner-Webb. Gardner-Webb by 17 at home. 
They did play Texas A&M earlier this week. Very tough, losing 81-79. Probably got their ass kicked by their coach at that point, losing to Gardner-Webb by 17. Yeah, losing to Gardner-Webb by 17. That's a real bad loss. Georgia's not very good this year. Um, Kentucky, they've won a bunch of games in a row, and then they came to a screeching halt. Really good competitive game they played against LSU. At LSU, tough place to play. LSU beat them 65-60. to you know, so it was a it was a tough loss for the Cats. Bounce back spot for them, obviously, which is why this line is so inflated. Kentucky's laying twenty two and a half. Um, granted, another fits our criteria. Scoring eighty two and giving up sixty. Kentucky is great. Georgia's not very good, but we're taking the shot here. I mean, buy the hook and get Georgia twenty three. I mean, it's a conference game. Kind of a rivalry here. They got to play them tough, right? I would hope so. I mean, you know, they did just uh, lose to LSU. It was, again, on the road. Uh, LSU beat Kentucky 65-60. to 60. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, though, you know, they took care of business against High Point, 92-48. Uh, of course, we just talked earlier in the pod about how bad Missouri is. Kentucky beat them 83-56. to 56. Uh, and then prior to that, they beat Western Kentucky 95-60. to uh, And then, of course, the game we were at here in Vegas, 98-69, to and an unimpressive UNC uh, North Carolina team. So they have definitely been able to uh, win by big double digits. Um, and now you're talking about a Georgia team that's probably not very good this year. Um, but for some reason, it just sticks out. Uh, they played A&M tough. I think that they can stay within this 22.5 points. So give me Georgia plus 22. I will buy the hook to 23. So 22.5 plus a half. Give me uh, Georgia plus 23. This is is the uh, game that kind of scares us the most because I love all those points I'm getting, but gosh, Georgia's not very good. So this – this is a scary one. Proceed with caution, but Georgia plus 23. They shouldn't be able to lose by 20, hopefully. 17, 18. Yeah, I mean. Give me 23. Yeah, we're praying to God. Give us 23 for our 10th pick. Um, our 11th selection of our Sweet 16. We're going down to Baton Rouge, baby, to the Bayou. I wonder if Coach O will be hanging out at the game since he's retired. Uh, the LSU Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> 13-1, 1-1 in conference play, coming off that big win against Kentucky. Their only loss this season at Auburn. Not a bad loss whatsoever. No. Tennessee, the Vols, they have been battling. Their last three games have been great. Wins against Arizona, five-point loss at Alabama, and an overtime 66-60 win earlier this week at home against Ole Miss. This SEC is looking competitive as all get-out, my friend. And I got to tell you what, though, this LSU team fit in our criteria beautifully. Points allowed, 55.6 for Will Wade's team. My man got these guys playing. Xavier Pinson, Darius Days. Their leading scorer is Tari Eason, a 6'8 sophomore out of L.A., scoring 16 a night. These guys can play. They are physical. LSU boogies 11-3 against the spread. Yes. Man, if you bet LSU this year, your return on your investment is hefty. One of the best teams in the country against the number. Tennessee's good, don't get me wrong. Rick Barnes got these guys playing. These are two teams that will receive some good seeds in the NCAA tournament. Look out for both these teams. 
to make some have the potential to make some runs. But I gotta tell you, Boogie, playing at home, we got a low number. It's one and a half. Money line's only minus a dollar twenty. Give Boogie and I LSU here on the money line at home. ESPN two, go check them out. LSU at home to beat Tennessee to actually capitalize on a really good week. Wins against Kentucky and Tennessee. They'll skyrocket up them rankings after this win today. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, Tari Easton, Darius Day, Xavier Pinson, uh, offense is going to click today. Uh, they are at home, which is a huge, huge advantage for them. Yep. Uh, give me LSU, and we'll take them on the money line. LSU on the money, baby. Minus $1.20. No worries about any points. Lay that $1.20 LSU at home. That's one of our stronger picks. I love LSU today. Pick number 12. We go to Cameron Indoor Stadium, Boogie. Man, Coach K's farewell tour as they are. He's play, he's obviously coaching in his last season with Duke. This game is at 5 o'clock. Pacific time, 8 o'clock Eastern on the ACC network. Hosting Miami, Miami's had a good run. Uh, Mugusty, their best player, returning. Uh, 18 points a game, 6 boards. Lair Nega got himself a decent team. Miami's starting off hot. 12-3, and 4-0 in conference play. They have won 8 games in a row, Boog. Uh, scoring 77 a game, giving up 73, so they're in the they're in the 70s club both ways. Duke can play some defense, so Duke's won five straight. They're coming off a 12-point win against Georgia Tech at home earlier in the week. They also beat Virginia Tech by 11 at home right before Christmas. They've been handling business at home, but this is way too many points for them to give in a Miami team who's 4-0 in conference with wins against Syracuse, Wake Forest, NC State. They're number one in the conference right now, and you're giving me 15 points? I mean, they're playing some solid basketball right now, Miami. You got a Duke team that is going to be playing very inspired this year with Coach K's last year. Uh, but like we said, Miami is hot, a hot team this year. They're scoring at will. Uh, they are looking real good in their conference. Uh, I'm not saying that Duke's going to lose this game, but I think that Miami will definitely be competitive enough to cover that 15. I don't know what the, the, the books are thinking here. This is way too many points for a pretty good Miami team. They're all also 4-0 in the conference. Uh, give me Miami plus 15. Miami plus 15 for our 12. That's insane. That's a ton. I mean, that's crazy. I, I think that's way too many. I, I don't even understand that at all. I know Duke's fantastic. But 15 is a lot. I'm taking the points all day long there. Game number 13, Boog. This is one where we're going to call this the don't overthink it game of the week. Florida and Auburn. <laughs> we did overthink it. We overthought it. That's why we're telling all you guys out there to not overthink it. Um, Florida, shout out to them, by the way, for giving us a very memorable March Madness morning first uh First game of the day last year, beating VTech in overtime, winning us all a whole bunch of cash. I will be forever grateful to Florida and that team. And, hell, they might even do it for us again this year. They're 9-4. They're own one in the conference. They're coming off a 13-point home loss to Alabama earlier this week. And they are about to run into a buzzsaw. Boogie, you can talk to the people here about what Auburn has done over the weeks. Um We'll start with a double overtime loss to UConn in the Battle of Atlantis, being their only loss this season. Bruce Pearl got these guys rolling. 
They fit our criteria, my friend. 64 points a game allowed, 80 points a game scored, 10 wins in a row. Don't overthink this. Lay the seven with Auburn. I'll take Auburn laying the seven points, uh, beating up a not such great Syracuse team this year uh, by 21. Yep. They took care of business uh, earlier before that against a always dangerous uh, tournament team in Loyola, Illinois, Chicago. Yep. 62-53. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, they uh, then went on the road. They played a couple of good teams, and uh, they continue on winning. Uh, give me this Auburn team. They are very impressive. Just crushing LSU, beating South Carolina, taking care of business. I am rolling with Auburn today. This Auburn team is loaded. Watch out for them. They will be a strong tournament team oh, yeah. come March. Give me Auburn. Lay the seven. Yes, they will. Bruce Pearl actually got Auburn to the Final Four a couple years ago. I remember sitting at the old Fiesta down in Henderson, uh, rest in peace to the Fiesta, uh, COVID, but nonetheless sitting there with you watching Auburn defeat Kentucky to go to the Final Four. Oh, I remember. Um, almost made it to the championship game, if you remember, a, a very tough last-minute loss to Virginia in that uh, Final Four. But this is probably his best team. Jabari Smith, number three overall on the rankings to go to the NBA. When you look at their home wins books, Man, they just crush you at home. Crush. I mean, when they're at home, they whack everybody at home. I'm talking 15 or more points on every game at home. So don't overthink this one. Lay seven with Auburn all day long. We have the Egg Bowl boogie in college basketball, the 14th selection of the evening here, 5.30 on the SEC Network. So we've got some big-time... Uh, rivalry games in college basketball. This being one of the biggest. These two teams and these two schools just don't like each other at all. They're not far from each other. Uh, Starkville to Oxford. Not very far for you Southerners down there. You guys know what I'm talking about. Mississippi State, 10-3. They're 1-0 in conference. They're coming off a 81-68 win against Arkansas. They haven't played since the 29th of December, though. So that's a little scary for me. Um... Old Miss coming off a tough loss at Tennessee, 66-60. They also lost at home to Samford right before Christmas. This line's really weird. The fact that Mississippi State has not played since the 29th, that would usually scare me off of games like this. But uh, the fact that they're a three-point favorite on the road in this kind of rivalry game, I'm gonna we're going to take a shot here with the Bulldogs and uh, lay the three with Mississippi State. Yeah, this uh, rivalry games typically can be pretty tough and tricky. But Mississippi State who has been uh, a very competitive team. Sometimes they wind up just missing the tournament, wind up going into the NIT as the second dance. Yeah. Uh, last year they played against Memphis and lost in a close game against Memphis. Uh, but again, they are playing in a rivalry against Ole Miss here. They're not uh, giving a lot of points here. Mississippi State is the better team. And uh, I'm laying the points here, minus three points against Ole Miss. Mississippi State minus three uh, on the road. It's going to be our third road team of our uh, of our docket here. So make sure you go get the Bulldogs late night. Gonzaga later night, 6 p.m. I don't even know if this game's televised, and I don't really care. This has been a prototypical bet every Saturday for the last 100 Saturdays. 
Gonzaga in conference play, conference openers. Man, you know Gonzaga hasn't lost a conference opener, I don't think, ever in school history. Drew Timmy, Chad Holmgren, Andrew Nembhart. I'm not going to really break down too much of this game. Gonzaga, obviously, is 11-2 this season. National championship or bust year for them. Their only losses are a three-point loss against Duke and a nine-point loss against Alabama. Two other Final Four hopeful teams. They're taking on the Pepperdine Waves here, and man, I got to tell you, Boogs, Pepperdine is not very good. Pepperdine's coming off a 19-point road loss to Rice. They've lost to Oregon. They've got some good wins here. Southeast Missouri State, Alabama State, San Jose State. All those teams are trash. Keep it simple. Another game they're not overthink. And guess what? Gonzaga fits our criteria. 62 points a game allowed, 85 points a game scored. Pepperdine doesn't even score 70 a game. This is going to be ugly. Late 29 points with Gonzaga. Gonzaga wins by 30 or 40 points big tonight. They should be able to cover this 29.5 points. I'm going to uh, take a stab here. Gonzaga has not covered like they did last year in regards to the 30, 40, 50-point wins that they were doing. Uh, it's a little bit different team, but they still are extremely strong. This Pepperdine wave, Green Wave or Waves, they are wound up uh, not covering today. They're on the road. Yeah. Gonzaga should wax. Give me Gonzaga. Lay the 29. couple of long layoffs here, too, to think about. Pepperdine hasn't played since the 23rd before Christmas, and uh, Gonzaga played on the 28th. Their last game, they beat North Alabama by 30, and uh, North Alabama and Pepperdine would be a barn burner. So Gonzaga by 30 points, easily big, big win for Gonzaga. This could be a game where they score 100 points. I'm liking Gonzaga big. Last game on our docket in college basketball today. We go late, late night here, and we stay in the same conference, the West Coast Conference, Boogs. We have St. Mary's traveling to BYU to take on, to take BYU on in Provo tonight. Late night game, ESPN 2, 7 p.m. So for you, degen you degenerates out there, especially on the East Coast at 10 p.m., you want some late night action, here you go. BYU giving up 63 a game, fitting our defensive criteria. St. Mary's has been good on defense too, Books. Only giving up 58 a game. Both these teams are good with NCAA tournament aspirations. As you know, in the WCC, it's always Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and BYU. Yes. Every year, it's those three teams. Those three teams go to the tournament. Those three teams compete against each other. Gonzaga's always better than both of these two teams. But these two teams are always number two and number three in the West Coast Conference. Now... Tail of the tape here is BYU just scores more points. St. Mary's does not score 70 a game. They score 68.8. BYU into the 70s. They got a kid named R. Alex Barcelo, 17 a game. They are very complete. BYU always focused. 1-0 in conference play with a 22-point win against Pacific earlier this week. St. Mary's hasn't played since the 28th. Um, they have won a couple in a row, though. The 28th of December, they beat Yale. They also beat Missouri State. And they uh, they lost to San Diego State at home. St. Mary's, though, Boogie, interesting enough, If I, as I take a peek at their schedule, they've only won on the road a couple times this year, and they split a two-point win at Utah State and a 16-point road loss at Colorado State, who's been very good out of the Mountain West this year. We're going to take a stab at BYU. Lay the three points. Tell them why. I mean... Like you stated, jumping on to that, Wisconsin beat St. Mary's by 6, 61 to only 55 St. Mary's scored. Uh, they also lost to Colorado State, who we mentioned earlier in the pod, 74 to 58. They got crushed. Mm -hmm. uh, and they also lost, like you just said, to 
uh, a good San Diego State team as well. So I can't see St. Mary scoring the way BYU scores. BYU, always a great scoring team. Uh, give me the lay the three points. Yeah. BYU should be able to score in the 80s. Give me BYU minus three. BYU just scores more, Boog. I mean, I watched St. Mary's in the Maui Invitational out here in Vegas. They had a couple of good wins, but then they got halted once they played a good team in the championship game. They lost to Wisconsin 61-55 in the Maui Championship game. It seems to me that every time this team plays somebody real good who can score, they end up losing. Yes. I mean, when they win, the couple good teams that they beat, like Notre Dame and Oregon, who are kind of middle of the road this year, 62-50, 62-59, I mean... St. Mary's ain't scoring in the 70s, and I think BYU can get there. So BYU at home, a lot of momentum. I think they play well today, and they get the 2-0 and in the WCC. BYU lay the three. That's our college basketball slate, Boogie. 16 games given by Boogie and the Baron here on episode 114. And for the first time in our lives, we have a double NFL favorites to give out today on a Saturday. Most of you didn't know this, but we do have NFL today. Yes, we do. Double header on ESPN, too. Huge broadcasts here. Playoff implications for both games. Boogie and I actually agree on both spots here. That's weird. Interesting. The fact, yeah, I mean, usually 16-game NFL slate, we're what? Agree on four games? Right. For us to start week 18, agreeing on both, that means we're going to make some money in the playoffs, my friends. That's what I'm seeing, and that's what I'm predicting. This first game here, Boogs. Kansas City at Denver. Denver eliminated last week with their loss. They are 7-9. and nine. They're eliminated from playoff contention. This is a big game for Kansas City. Kansas City sits at 11-5. One game above Cincinnati, Buffalo, and New England. Tied with Tennessee, losing the tiebreaker, though. I think this is a game that Andy Reid gets his guys to come out and be very, very focused. They're 8-8 eight eight against the number this year. Looking to finish against the number plus money here, plus units. A lot of injuries on the Denver side. Drew Locke playing quarterback. They lost their last three games. They can't score, Boogie. Let's let's call it like it is. 10 points, 13 points, 13 points. Last time they played Kansas City, they lost 22-9. Teddy Bridgewater played in that game. I like Kansas City big. I like Kansas City being able to score at will, and I like Denver to not be able to score. That's a recipe for success. Lay the 10 points with Kansas City. You had stated two quarterbacks Denver had played. Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke. Drew Locke today is going to be the quarterback. This is more of a play against Drew Locke as he is a minus 7.4, almost 7.5 point differential when he plays uh, in the point differential. The Chiefs want this game. They need this game. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm also going to lean towards the under under 44 and a half points. Right. Chiefs should be able to take care of business. They already won 22 to 9 uh, earlier this year. Again, laying the points. Chiefs will take care of business and solidify. And with a little bit of help, they would need a little luck playing to get that number one seed. But yes, I will take the Chiefs, lay the 10 points. Yeah, uh, Tennessee gets the number one seed with a win and a Texans upset of the Titans tomorrow. But I like Kansas City to take care of their end of the bargain for sure. Um, They're going to be coming on all cylinders. They don't want to be anything lower than that two seed. So they're going to be competing for the one today. 
I like them to score in the high 20s, probably 28 to 31 points in this game. And I don't even like Denver to score 10 to 14, 14 max for the Broncos. So this could be a 31 to 10, 31 13 type of game. That's how I'm viewing it. I like Kansas City dominant over Denver. I have a rule. If you're ever laying 10, 11 points around that area on the road, you're uh, a lot better than the team you're playing. And that's, I think Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill and all those guys are going to come out and ball out today. And that KC defense is actually pretty good. Yes, they have been stepping up. They're going to get primed for playoff time. They obviously have a sour taste in their mouth after losing to Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl last year. Another sexy pick. Still got to roll with them until somebody knocks them out in the AFC. Kansas City laid the 10. Last play of the day is the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Dallas Boogie in another similar scenario. They have clinched the NFC East. They are 11-5. They are tied with Arizona. Now, this is big here. Big information here. They are one game behind the Rams and the Bucks. So they are also playing for seeding here, depending on what happens tomorrow. They would love to get to that 12 wins and kind of kick back and maybe have some crazy stuff happen and get a higher seed. They can't fall lower than what they are. So Dallas is locked into the four seed no matter what. So that would put them in a matchup, in a rematch with the Cardinals if if they stay in this position. The Cardinals can't move from the five seed. I don't know if Dallas wants to play Arizona again, Boogie. Arizona went up there and whooped on them last week. Don't remind me. Yeah, I I don't know. Don't remind me. Arizona's probably the one team I'm trying to avoid if I'm any of these home division winners here. You know, San Francisco could be an undercard, but they haven't clinched anything yet. They're playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas can actually win this game and position themselves with help to play the Eagles again. Now, that's the team that I would want to play if I'm if I'm Dallas. I think that's a mismatched nightmare for this team. Dallas is loaded with talent. We all know that. They're going to get to the postseason. They're going to get a home game at Jerry World. You know Dallas has been one of the most profitable teams in the league this year. 12-4 and four against the spread. Amazing. Amazing job. Philly has grinded their way to a 9-7 and seven record with some craziness last week. Philly's actually clinched the playoffs. So win or lose, they're in. They can't. The, the best they can do is win and get the sixth seed. If they lose, they're still the seven. So Dallas a little bit more to play for. That's what I'm going for here. You never want to lose your uh, momentum. And I don't think Dallas, I think this is a bounce back spot for a Dallas team that's 6 and 2 on the road. You and I talked about this game pregame. I think this is a bounce back spot. These two teams don't like each other by any means. Let's not pretend it's only going to be 22 degrees in Philly, too. We're just going to roll Dallas here, though, because they're better. I think they're better, and I think they have more to play for in this spot. So they definitely have uh, something to play for. You know, they definitely need some help. Uh, they still can get the number two seed with help. Uh, they did already beat Philadelphia earlier this year, 41-21. to uh-huh. uh, They took care of business there. Philadelphia, Philadelphia cannot improve their playoff seed. They will rest a lot of their players. Uh-huh. Uh, but same thing on the Dallas side. Dallas also, you know, they're not playing. Micah Parsons is not playing today. Uh-huh. Tyron Smith is not playing today. Uh, Gardner Minshew is actually going to be the quarterback for Philadelphia today. Oh, wow. Um, and he can definitely score some points. Uh, but I think that Dallas, 
does not want to go into the playoffs losing two in a row. They have to win this game today. They have to improve their seed if possible uh, to try to avoid playing a dangerous Arizona team, like you said. And I think Cowboys take care of business today. Uh, That offense is just too good to be able to lose to this Eagles team. Give me the Cowboys and lay the three points. Yep, lay three with Dallas. Make sure you just lay the field goal there. That way you don't have the hook. Uh, Dallas minus three. You know, Eagles are going to be more prone to resting, guys. It's looking like Dallas is playing to win. If they win and get some help, like I said, they can get all the way up to the number two seed. Depending on what happens in the games tomorrow, if they win this game, they're going to be having their eyes on Tampa Bay and the Rams, who don't have any. I mean, Tampa Bay has got a pretty simple game, laying eight at home to the Panthers tomorrow, which we'll talk about on episode 115. But the Rams are playing a Niners team tomorrow who are desperate to get in the postseason. So, Cowboys, win today. You've got a chance to bump up some slots here uh, with tiebreakers, winning the tiebreakers over the Rams and the Bucks if you tie them. So, a lot at stake for the for uh, the Dallas Cowboys here, and we like them to come out tonight. Uh, Boogie, that's our 18 games. 16 college basketball, 2 NFL. It's 8.30. You guys are going to get this in plenty enough time for the timetable of these games. But it's best bet time, Boogie. Yes, it is. Are you ready to give the listeners your blockbuster best bet of the day? Boogie's blockbuster best bet of the day. He is absolutely ready. Uh, I am going to go with those Auburn Tigers. Yes. Give me Auburn Tigers today. Lay the points. They'll take care of business. Again, emphasize at home against his Florida team. Auburn will take care of business. Go to 3-0, 14-1 overall. Auburn minus seven points today. Yes, sir. Auburn laying seven. I love it. I I went back, looked through our list here, and the game that got my juices flowing the most is these LSU Tigers. The Auburn Tigers and the LSU Tigers, baby. Let's go. LSU money line minus a dollar twenty. They will beat Tennessee today, and they will capitalize on a great week. Of basketball for them, beating Kentucky earlier in the week, and now they're going to beat Tennessee. LSU at home minus a dollar twenty, taking candy from a baby. LSU and Auburn, both Tigers. You guys got eighteen winners. What more do you want? See you for episode one fifteen tomorrow. Last week NFL, bearing out. Boogie out.